So imagine you got this great business idea to compete with Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and you go pitch the idea to NBC Universal. You go to Walt Disney, you go to Time Warner, Warner Brothers, JP Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Alibaba, NBC Universal. And at the end of every single meeting, these guys say, yes, we're in. And you don't raise $100 million, not a half a billion dollars, not a billion dollars. You raise $1.8 billion and you launch this company April 6th, 2020. At a time where Disney's having record-breaking subscribership, Disney Plus, where you see Netflix, Tiger King blowing up, 34 million people watching the first 10 days. You end up seeing all these guys getting the subscriber records. And six months after you raise $1.8 billion, you shut down. You know what that company's name is? Quibi. Wall Street Journal comes out two days ago saying Quibi is shutting down barely after starting six months. Can you imagine this? Now, let's unpack this Quibi business model, let's see what they are. So Quibi, a couple different things you need to know about Quibi. Number one, their whole idea was we're going to make 10-minute videos, right? So 10-minute short films, and we're going to compete because nowadays, you know, the younger audience wants to watch movies on their phone. They don't really want to go out and watch it on TV. They're going to watch it on their phone. So let's make short 10-minute clips. Let's go get the biggest A-listers, right? I'm talking any one of them. You name them, they got them, by the way. I got the list I'll show it to you. All the big A-listers, let's pay them. $100,000 per minute is what we're going to pay them. And let's go compete with everybody else, right? So now the leadership team of Quibi, when they came out, Quick Bites, Big Stories, the guy holding the camera is Mario. And Mario, are you not a fan of Quibi? I am, yeah. He's a fan of Quibi, so he's heartbroken. He was crying a little bit earlier. So Meg Whitman and Jeffrey Katzenberg are the ones who go out there and lead Quibi. Now, Meg Whitman's resume, she took eBay from $8 million to $32 billion. She even ran for governor in 2010 of California as a Republican. She's worth $5.1 billion, 64 years old. FYI, do you know what her favorite show is to watch on TV? History Channel, which the average age of History Channel is 50 plus. The audience they were targeting was 18 to 24, 18 to 30. They wanted the younger audience to consume their content. Jeffrey Katzenberg on the other side, here's a man. What a ridiculous, you know, resume that he has. We're talking about, you know, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, you know, The Lion King, Aladdin. Can you imagine working on these big hits? And he's worth $900 million, founder of Quibi, 69 years old. They together come up and start this idea called Quibi. I told you they raised $1.8 billion. You can go to Crunchbase and see who the people are. Alibaba, you got uh, Warner, Walt Disney, Warner Brothers, you put Sony, I miss Sony. You put, they pretty much got everybody, right? Now, when they started a the company, they came out saying, we're going to give $100,000 per minute. So when they said $100,000 per minute, whose attention did they get? I'm going to go through this list fairly quickly, but try to bear, you know, hang in there with me when I'm going through the list. You're going to know these names. Chrissy Teigen, you know the name. Uh, Titus Burgess, let me continue here. Chance the Rapper, who did Punk, which was the old show I think Ashton Kutcher used to do back in the days. J-Lo, Kristen Bell, Yara Shadidi, Tracy Morgan, Carly Claus, Nick Jonas, Gabriel Iglesias, ridiculous lineup right there. Demi Lovato, let me continue here, Andy Samberg, Liam Hemsworth, Christopher Waltz, Sophie Turner, Corey Hawkins, Reese Witherspoon, Kiki Palmer, Joel Kim Booster, Queen Latifah. I mean, the, the, again, they got The Rock, they got Kevin Hart, they got John Travolta, Eva Longoria, Andy Garcia. If I go on Trevor Noah, you know a lot of these names. Tyra Banks, Joe Jones, Usher. You know these names. These are big names that they got. They got all LeBron James, 
They got all the big names and they still failed. Why did they fail? Why are they shutting down six months later? Well, they also came up with a 60-minute version in Quibi for six minutes. So 60 minutes did a six-minute version on Quibi, yet they're targeting an audience of 18 to 34 years old, but they want to do 60 minutes on six minutes. And six. Wait a minute. The average viewer of 60 minutes, you know how old it is? 60 years old. And all of these actors may be rock stars, but 18 to 34, huh? Let's continue. So what happens with Quibi? Recently, when they shut down, this is what Katzenberg and Meg Whitten said two days ago. Quibi is not succeeding, okay? Likely for one of two reasons. Because of the idea itself wasn't strong enough to justify a standalone streaming service or because of our timing. So what they're talking about, the fact that, you know, maybe the idea wasn't good or pandemic kind of hit and, you know, people were really, really consuming uh, videos on their phones because they were at home, so they weren't working, they were watching stuff on their TV or their PC. But I can tell you for myself, I'm 42 years old. When the pandemic came and I was 41, I consume more content on my phone than this. Matter of fact, let's look at some data on what happened during this time. So during the t uh, pandemic, this is an article from August 5th. So it's not a, re not a, uh, a, a today uh, article, but this is from two months ago. TV watching and online streaming surge during lockdown. Ready? At adults spend nearly six and a half hours a day watching TV and online videos. One hour and 11 minutes per day spent watching streaming videos, double what it was before the pandemic. 12 million customers signed up to new services like Netflix, Amazon Prime and Disney. Viewing figures for video streaming services up 71%. Watch this. Quibi got 5.6 million subscribers. In the first, when they first got started, their app was ranked number three. The day they launched April 6th, their app was ranked number three. Immediately, they were not even in the top 50. And report says Quibi lost 92% of its original early users after free trials. Meaning when they first came out, they got 910,000 users because they gave it away for free for a couple weeks. Only 72,000 agreed to pay afterwards. Think about this, what is taking place with them. So now, Q2 was a tipping point in streaming wars. Here's how the media giant stacked up. If you look at some data here, Disney hit 60 million plus on Disney Plus. 60 million on track to crack their number. They were just crushing it. Netflix was crushing it. Every data you pretty much look at was a great great time for these guys. Now let's continue a little bit more with Quibi. While they came out, rather than spending a, a chunk of their $1.8 billion advertising on TikTok or you know Instagram, 18 to 34, maybe not Facebook, but even Facebook, because Facebook allows you to go viral, or, or Twitter, here's what they ended up spending their money. They spend money advertising on Oscars, okay? They spend money advertising Super Bowl. They advertise during the Super Bowl. Do you know what happened when they advertise on Super Bowl? Let me read this article to you that I think is very important for you to see. When they advertised on, uh, 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 what do you call it, on, um, uh, on uh, Super, Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl, do you know what the average viewer thought they were watching? Watch this. Okay, Quibi Super Bowl ad. Okay, you ready? Watch what it says here. Quibi Super Bowl ad, 70%. You got to see this. This is just classic, hilarious. When they came out with their ad, here it is. When they came out with the ads, here's the article. The market research shows it's Oscars and Super Bowl ads. 70% of respondents said they thought Quibi was a food delivery service. How bad of a job can you do on advertising where I'm watching? You spend $5.5 million on 
Super Bowl ads. You could have spent that five and a half million dollars of ads on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram to get the 18 to 34. So let's look at what kind of followership they got on TikTok. They had 512,000 followers on TikTok, 13.4 million likes, which is not bad. That's the audience you want to be on. Facebook, they only had 50,000 likes, which by the way, it doesn't take a lot to get a lot of followers on Facebook. You could have spent a million dollars and you would have blown up your Facebook and got things to go viral for people to spend money. Twitter, they only had 57,000 followers. Instagram, they only had 281,000 followers. So they weren't really spending a lot of money there, but they did spend money on Oscars. And by the way, the Quibi executive denies that this happened, meaning that people thought Quibi was a food delivering service. So they completely missed the mark. So now watch what happens here. Blake Robbins comes out and tweets and he says, put David Dobrik's vlogs exclusively on Quibi on actual release schedule. Also give Mr. Beast, which I don't know if you know who Mr. Beast is, obviously use the wrong name here, but use Mr. Beast, a massive budget and watch him create magic because a question was asked, how would you fix Quibi? That's what Blake Robbins said. Reed, the manager of Mr. Beast, comes out and said, we tried, they said what? No, you ready? This is Mr. Beast. 45 million subscribers. He is exactly the audience that Quibi wants. I just sorted by their most popular views. His number one video has 101 million views, then 76, 76, 75, 74, 70. So he didn't get lucky. 73, 72, 72, 68. This guy is crushing it. They could have got a guy like this, but no, they're not interested. They want more older stars who are A-listers to pay more money. They don't want to get a guy like this because who would follow somebody like this? I mean, honestly, who would ever watch somebody like Mr. Beast? Not a lot of people, maybe only 45.3 million subscribers, which, by the way, if you combine NBC, ABC, CNN, Fox, you know, CBS, if you combine all of those YouTube channels combined, he's got more subscribers than them combined. You can add ESPN on top of that, Bloomberg on top of that. He's still got more than they do. He's got the eyeballs. So now... Here's an example of Borat just comes out, right? Now, if you're watching Borat Marketing, Borat's a genius, and they're supposed to be marketing geniuses. Meg Whitman is a genius. She didn't get lucky taking eBay from $8 million to $32 billion. Here's what David Delbrick did, teaming up with Borat to promote the new movie. Now, watch this. Here's an 8.1 million subscriber channel. I don't even think this is his main channel, but it's one of his channels. Watch what happens. This video comes out two days ago. Here's what the video looks like. Watch this. I wanted to bring you guys here today to introduce you guys to one of my friends. He flew in all the way from Kazakhstan. Watch this. Borat? <laughs> Here's how you do marketing. Watch what he does. There's a $150,000 Tesla there. Watch. Backs it up. Fuck. Okay. You ready? I will get this. 6.54 paid 4 million viewers in two days. That's how you do advertising. Okay? You get these young guys know what they're doing. If you would have gotten these younger people, they know what they do to promote Quibi. Can you imagine what Mr. Beast would have done if he would have been on Quibi? And they would have said, can you make a video? 76 million views. Imagine the amount of eyeballs said, I want to go watch a unique series with Mr. Beast. Now, a couple of the names they could have gotten. If you go do some research on who the big YouTubers, I made the list over here for myself. Okay, you, you ready? Logan and Jake Paul. Whether you like them or not, that's your audience. You got, uh, we talked about it, Ninja, Emma Chamberlain, PewDiePie, Ryan, you know, Ryan, the kid that's got 22 million subscribers, makes 7 million a year. You got, maybe even PewDiePie's a little bit older, but he'd still be good. Liza Koshy, Dolan Brothers, Tal Fishman, Merrill Twins, Tessa Brooks, 
uh, Charlie de Amelio, 20 videos she's got on YouTube. You ready? She's got 20 videos on YouTube. You know how many subscribers she's got? Nearly eight and a half million subscribers. You think you want that audience? That's the audience that can market for you. So then, one of the things they did, the mistakes that they made, let's unpack this. When you're watching a video on uh, Quibi, you couldn't take screenshots. They turned off. Their technology was so ridiculous where you would watch, you turn it around, you start watching a movie right here, right? 10 minutes. Ridiculous technology, very smooth, very, very swift. But you couldn't take screenshots because they didn't want their content to be stolen. It, the audience they want wants screenshots to so take a screenshot and send to a friend and say, watch this over here, watch this over here, watch this over here. They couldn't get their users to advertise and work for them. They prevented that from happening. So imagine you get a new app that comes out with a bunch of regulations that you can't use. Do you like that? Doesn't it need to be a little bit freer? My good friend Robert Kiyosaki wrote a book once called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The book ends up selling, I think, 32 million copies that's up here. You know what he said one time? He says, Pat, you know the book's been sold 80 million times. 80 million copies have been sold, 32 million of which he got paid on, give or take. He said, I asked him a question. I said, how do you feel about the fact that the book's being pirated? You know what he said? He says, I don't care if it's pirated. You know why? I said, why? It's free advertising for me. It's more advertising. Quibi missed the big mark on basic advertising. Let your users work for you. But they didn't do that. So what ends up happening, they got another lawsuit right now that's going on, which could be one of the reasons why they're shutting down, because uh, the company is batting a lawsuit by an interactive company called Echo, which claims Quibi is violating its patents and had stolen trade secrets. The fight centers on a key feature of Quibi app that plays different videos for users depending on whether they are holding their phone ver uh, horizontally or vertically. By the way, they had a meeting with the Quibi team, and I think Katzenberg was in a meeting when they presented the technology, and then they went and used the technology on their own, whether they use them or not. That's what's being claimed right now. And Echo is backed up by a lot of strong, big players. So when big players sue you, you better be ready because they're not just winging and saying, here's a lawsuit for you. When you get sued by big names, you better respect that paper's coming to you. So they're suing them. So I don't know what's going to happen right there. Now, a couple of things to be thinking about while we're going through this. What mistakes? Number one, know your customer. And not only know your customer, know where your customer is. So if you know who your customer is, you're going to say 18 to 34. Great. Where is your customer? Maybe Insta. Maybe, uh, uh, you know, TikTok. Maybe I got to go get some of these big YouTubers. If that's the audience you want, go get them. Why are you getting bigger A-listers that you have to pay mon more money for? Just because they have a bigger name, they're in their late 40s, mid 40s. Some of them you got to in their 30s. But go get some of these younger guys. They missed the mark on that part right there. The whole thing with marketing was a big mark. The other thing we can learn from this, just because you have money, just because you have big names, doesn't mean that they're hungry. You know the whole idea about a startup guy that comes up and says, we're going to go out there and take over the world? That hunger goes away the richer you become for most people who are not visionaries. For example, Elon Musk is not doing it to go out there and become rich and all this other stuff. Elon Musk cannot help himself. Jobs cannot help himself. When he went and created Pixar, he had a chip on his shoulder. He wanted to prove a point. You fired me, Apple? Watch what I'm going to do. There wasn't that element with Quibi. It's just kind of like a business. You know what? It didn't work. Did you see the statement? Wasn't succeeding. Maybe because of the idea. Maybe because of timing. But it's not succeeding. So guess what? We're just closing it down by two beasts. Katzenberg and Whitman. These are not regular lightweight people. But they shut it down. The other part of it is uh, you're not uh, uh, connecting with your target audience. Are you a tech company? Are you a media company? Because I don't know if you know or not, even though they have all this great content, they didn't own most of it. The content wasn't theirs. The content wasn't owned by them. So are you just a software that does this? Because if you're just a technology company, that's a different story. 
versus Netflix goes out and says, we're going to buy this content, we're going to pay for it, we're going to own the content. Quibi didn't own most of their content, and money alone won't do it. They didn't listen to their audience fast enough. When you're coming up and you have an MVP product, audience is going to tell you, we don't like this, we don't like that, we don't like this. you got to be faster to make the changes. We just launched an app three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and from day one, one night we stayed here, had four Zooms, and people were calling on midnight till one o'clock in the morning. We're staying, I'm here with all my staff members. We're answering questions because you got to listen to your users. If you don't listen to your users quickly, you lose them, especially if you say your target audience is young. And last but not least, a couple things. Why did they quit? Why are you shutting down? How do you know this is not going to work out? Why are you closing up shop? How do you know it's not going to work out? You realize Netflix, nothing major happened to Netflix until Netflix came out with Orange is the New Black and Netflix came out with the House of Cards. Nothing happened to Netflix until they came out with that. The moment they came out with that, I remember I got calls, text messages, people telling me, watch House of Cards, watch House of Cards, watch House of Cards. I'm about to go to Tuscany, Italy. I come home. I watched all the 12 episodes throughout the night. I couldn't go to sleep. I said, I'm going to sleep on the flight to Tuscany, Italy, just because my dad, a guy named Carl, all my friends, you got to watch this. So then, uh, babe, I guess we need Netflix, and we've had Netflix since then. So they gave up maybe a little too early where they could add a little bit more momentum. Six months of giving up, and they're going to give $350 million back to the investors, and they're just going to move on. I don't understand that concept. Maybe the lawsuit is bigger than we know. I don't know, but six months is too quick. Amazon needed transparent before they took off. Hulu need the hands-made tail. Even Disney had the Mandalorian. Isn't that the Star Wars series yep. that you like? They came out with and boom, next thing you know, it takes off. You know, at this point of the game, a part of it for me was exciting because you saw Goldman, Alibaba. You're like, oh my gosh, this could compete. It's capitalism's great when you got a lot of different ideas competing against each other. But the other part of it is, if you, let's just say the lawsuit's not the big issue. Let's just say the lawsuit's not the big issue. Let's say it's not. Let's say you decide to completely change the strategy before you throw in the towel and you say, let's go get these big YouTubers and why don't we give them a different perspective than give them the money? What's that? Don't give them money. Give them equity. What do you mean? Give them equity. Say, here's, here's 10 million shares that we want to go find talent. Hey, Mr. Beast, you want some shares? Let's go build this thing to a $100 billion company. Hey, you know, uh, Logan and Jake, you guys want, let's give you some shares. So give them ownership where they sell it, not $100,000 per minute type of stuff, and see what these young bucks could do. I mean, obviously, Mr. Beast has got 45 million subscribers because he knows what he's doing. Why throw in the towel? That part I fully don't understand after six months, especially when you still have $350 million. I do understand you need more money to go create more content. Well, maybe your strategy needs a massive change. Netflix used to send those DVDs. Do you remember you would buy, they would send you, and they would not send another one until you send it back to them? And that was a system, even my wife used to do that all the time with Netflix. Four movies came in, send them back. Another four movies came in, send them back. And then Netflix adjusted and went to a completely different approach. That $150 billion company. Just because this didn't work at first doesn't mean you throw in the damn towel, Quibi. So unless if there's something darker, bigger, that we don't know about, I think they shouldn't have given up, and I think they should have gone at least for six more months, 12 more months, test this one more thing out and see what would have happened with these big YouTubers. And then from there, if it failed, you don't lose a lot of money, you gave up equity. You didn't give up money, you gave up equity. Let them also go fight for it. Anyways, I don't know, that's my thoughts. What do you think about what happened to these guys? And if you're watching this video, St. Pat, you know, I enjoyed the way you broke down this whole Quibi concept. Uh, I got another video I want you to watch. It's a whole concept about Disneyland and Disney World. What happened to Disneyland? Both Disney-owned company, both ran by Bob Chapin, 
and uh, uh, if I'm saying the name correctly, and uh, Bob Iger, and executive chairman and CEO, one is in LA, one is in uh, Anaheim, one is in uh, Florida, one is in California. California one still isn't open for 200 plus day. Florida wasn't open July 11th. What's the difference? If you haven't seen that video, I highly recommend you click here to watch that video as well. And then if you're not subscribed to the channel, please do so. Thanks for watching, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.